Well, joining us now to talk about all of this is one of the great business executives out there. He started his career as basically the right-hand man of Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway. He is now the CEO of Teton Capital and one of the great guys out there. Uh, David Sokol has a brand new book out. It is called America in Perspective, Defending the American Dream for the Next Generation. And David joins us. David, it's great to have you here. By the way, I love your book with Adam Brandon of Freedom Works. And it was great having dinner with you not too long ago and just hearing about your American journey, too, as well. Well, thank you, Rita. It's an honor to be on your show, and, and I appreciate you having me. You know, um, you came from, and we were talking about this, you have Polish immigrants. That's part of the reason you know I love you, because you know I'm half Polish. Um, And you come from very humble beginnings, and we're taught just the value of hard work growing up in rural Nebraska. Talk about just sort of your roots and and how you got to be one of the most successful, I think, business folks out there. Uh, Well, you're kind. You're right. My grandparents came over in, in the early 1900s from Poland First, my grandfather, uh, and then he established uh, what he could in Gothenburg, Nebraska, um, after having our name shortened at Ellis Island and and, uh, and various things. Um, uh, he got to Gothenburg and started a little a little wood processing uh, facility, which is what he did in Konin, Poland, before they left. And uh, interestingly, unfortunately, I never got to meet my grandfather because he died uh, at 42 um, in an accident in that same same wood facility. But my father spent a lot of time talking to us kids about why his parents came over, what they taught him about that, and, and why they did it. And it was all about opportunity. It was all about being able to chase their dream here without people getting in their way. And uh, and and one of the things that was interesting to me is I always asked him, you know, do you, Dad, do you speak Polish? And he said, No. He said, my, my mom and dad wouldn't teach me Polish. They said that you're American now and you can be proud of your heritage, but English is your language and, and you will be held back if, if your only language is Polish here. And that was an interesting statement about their, how, how they recognize the importance of assimilation and, and what, what made us the melting pot. So with that, you know, my dad just literally reinforced us kids the American dream, which is chase your dream, decide what you want to do and work hard because here no one gets in your way. Government does not get to stop you from doing things and no one gets to tell you what you can do. You can determine that. So that, you know, and that just allowed me, you know, frankly, from probably the age of 10 on, I I just understood that. And, and you know, uh, my parents didn't get a chance to go to college, but, uh, but, but I did, as did my brothers and sisters. And we all did different things. My sisters became teachers. My brother became a professor uh, at a university. The other professor, the other brother became a ranch manager. And, uh, and I chose a business career. And, uh, you know, it, to, to me, it's, it's exactly what the founding fathers expected. It wasn't all about money. It was about doing what you want to do. You know, you also talk about um, in your book sort of the the dream of what is America. And we've talked a lot about a border on the show. I have, um, you know, the open border that we're seeing now. And one of the chapters in your book is called Why Immigrants Come to America, the sort of ideal that is America, what we represent to the world. Talk about that, because um, I never begrudge people wanting to come here. Um, I think it's the greatest country in the world. 
Uh, I'm first-generation American, and uh, my parents, my father was literally, I think I told you this, was rescued by American troops. And when he saw American yeah. troops, he, he was crying. It was like a mirage. And, and we represent that hope, that beacon to the world that you so beautifully talk about in the book. Talk about who we really are. What, what's the best of us? Yeah, well, and, and immigration is what America is all about. You know, it's it's interesting. We have these forces in America the last decade or so that want to break us down and, and turn us into tribes against each other. Um, you know, if you're white, then 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 you should you know then blacks and and and, and uh, people of different colors should be opposed to you because you're bad. And if you're you know if you're a, a, a uh, uh, a gay male, then then the, uh, the straight male, you know, he's he's your enemy, and and just this this nonstop tribalization. And the reality is, what's insane about that? If people would just stop and think for a minute, America is the most multicultural, most tolerant nation on this planet. Um, you know, we've been known as the melting pot for two centuries. And 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 yet suddenly now we have to be broken and, and fight with each other. We're Americans and we need to get back to that because, you know, the founding fathers, they, they recognized the opportunity that freedom provided. And they started the first country governed by the people. It's never been done before. It's really never been done since. And, you know, this this unbelievable opportunity of we the people to create our own government to, to elect our own representatives. You know, we're citizens of America. We're not subjects of America. And, and, but, but this, this notion about that we're, that we're a bad country, that we don't, we don't tolerate, we're not tolerant. There is no country out there. And I, and I just wish young people and others that spread these myths would travel more because there are countries today that being gay is a death sentence. Being transgender is a death sentence. Iran just arrested a 22-year-old woman because she didn't have a scarf on, and she mysteriously died in their prison. But who is she arrested by? The morality police. That's not America. China is not a multicultural country. Um, you know, and, and, and so all of this, this self-flogging um, that we've been doing is so harmful. And so what the book is about, it's a nonpartisan book. It was not intended to be you know, right or left, it was to educate people. Here's why America is extraordinary. Here's why America has achieved what it's achieved. And by the way, Americans aren't extraordinary. America is extraordinary. And the reason I say that is that we are an amalgamation of people from all over the world. And it, it's, the, it's the form of our government and it's the checks and balances in that constitution that have gotten us to be the economy of the world, the highest GDP in the world, the highest average income in the world, the best health care in the world. And, and we can be better, and we need to be better. We still have racial issues that we, we need to be better at. We need to be better with gender issues um, and various things. And, and, but that's the nature of our Constitution is to be self-healing and bring people to the middle and continue to get better. Yeah, 1,000%. You know, you just cited, David, um, some big economic numbers, too, and sort of where we stand in the world. Are you concerned that our standing is weakening um, from so many different levels, some from a foreign policy, but also from an economic, um, because of our rising debt, um, because of also, you just heard uh, in the introduction there, Bloomberg is basically saying uh, 100%, we're headed to a recession, 
Um, and it looks like tomorrow we're about to hear this president tap into the strategic petroleum reserves one more time, our emergency reserves. Um, how precarious do you think all of this adds to our economic security and and keeping the America that you and I love so much? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a number of questions there, uh, Rita. But, but uh, you know, first of all, we have to start. America is the economy that every other world craves for. But you're absolutely correct. At $32 trillion of debt, just the interest rate increases that have had to be made to slow down inflation because of the unbelievable amount of stimulus that, that this president has put on top of a bunch of stimulus that was already there for COVID. There was no need for that additional $2 trillion immediately after, after this uh, administration was elected. It was just pure politics. It was the, the, the inclination today that I'm going to become popular by giving money away. Um, and all they did is they, they just kicked, kicked inflation um, uh, into high gear. Now, we probably would have had some inflation even post, post the Trump administration because we put a lot of stimulus in during that time. But just getting elected and throwing $2 trillion more, then a $2 trillion infrastructure package, then a three-quarter trillion dollar totally falsely named bill, a Inflation Reduction Act, which only a moron could believe that you can throw three-quarters of a trillion dollars more into an overheated economy and somehow reduce inflation. I mean, it's just, just comical. But So we do have an enormously strong economy. We can make a lot of mistakes and still survive. But there's one thing that's really insidious about what's going on these days, and that is there's no planning for any of this stuff. You know, we, we all of a sudden, because they could, passed a $2 trillion infrastructure bill. That's a lot of money. It's probably more infrastructure in total on an inflated basis than, than America's ever put in place. There's not a single plan. And it's being run by somebody who has put in place a Secretary of Transportation based on identity politics, not based on any qualifications for the job. We, we're destroying our fossil fuel industry for no reason whatsoever, even though everybody that knows energy knows that we'll be using more petroleum products as a planet in 2050 than we're using today. There's no plan. If you, if you want to wean us off CO2 producing energy, then develop a plan. Get America to, to sign on to it. Have a glide slope where we increase nuclear power, which is really the only way you can do it, and, and decrease the use of fossil fuel. But it'll be the largest single economic shift a, corp, a country has ever gone through. But again, if the American people support it and agree with the, the mission, but there's no plan. That's our biggest problem today, Rita, is government just gives speeches and sound bites and says things like, well, we're, we've, everything we've done is to build up from the bottom and from the middle out. What does that mean? I have absolutely no idea what that means. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody does. Uh, great, great points. Well, David Sokol, um, this is such a powerful book. I love it. I've been reading it. I enjoy it so much. It reminds us of who we are, where we came from, and where we're going. It's called America in Perspective, Defending the American Dream for the Next Generation, uh, written by you and Adam Brandon of Freedom Works, and forward by Secretary Ben Carson, who I love as well. And it's so great to have you on the show. you got to come back on again soon, David. Your perspective 
and your appreciation of this country is really wonderful. Well, thank you, Rita. You're a great American, and I appreciate you having me on. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry call now or go to prioritygold.com